This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Shane Wright was just up here and he said that he feels he's NHL ready. Do you feel he's NHL ready, and are there any other players in this draft you feel might be NHL ready? I, I think most of these players have been trained by their advisors to say that they're NHL ready. Uh, the NHL is a difficult league to play in. Uh, most 18 and 19-year-olds, uh, they have to earn a spot in the lineup. Then they need to contribute when they're in the lineup. So Shane has earned that opportunity to get a chance to make a club. And uh, whoever drafts him will give him that opportunity. So he very well could be playing in the National Hockey League next year. Slavkowski is another player that you can easily put into that category. Uh, other than that, um, I just think the physical maturity and the experience that's required to uh, handle the adversity and handle the pressure that it takes to play in the NHL uh, and, and keep that job in a lineup. Uh, it's very difficult, but we, we've seen it in the past. Uh, there could be a player that goes later on in the first round, right place, right time, get that opportunity, and, and they could sur couldn't survive isn't the right word, but they could, they could make an NHL club and stay there uh, again. Their physical maturity has a lot in, to play in that role, whether they can handle it or not. Uh, and then the, the rest is up to the player on how, how he handles the pressure just playing in the National Hockey League on a daily basis. Dan, when it comes to your group putting together your final ranking list for North America, what were the details that differentiated Shane Wright and Logan Cooley to have them fall the way they did in the rankings? Very fine line. Um, two different types of players, two different types of skill sets. For, for our group, there was just a more completeness to Shane's overall game. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, if you look four or five years down the road, they both could be 80-point players. Uh, they, they both could be all-stars, uh, goal scorers, uh, go-to players on, on their team. It's a real fine line. Uh, Cooley does have that NHL speed and quickness. Uh, Shane might have a slight edge at, at being able to have the quickness to read and react and respond to the play, uh, make the plays. They both have good experience levels at uh, rising to the occasion when they've played at U18 World Championships and in, in, in other tournaments and in league play. So they're, they're both well positioned. I can tell you in our mid-season meetings there was a wider spread and then it got a lot tighter at the final meetings. Uh, hi, Dan. Two, uh, two questions on two very different topics. The first, uh, from your experience, you've seen a few now exceptional status players go through the whole process. Uh, with, with your experience, what do you think is the key to a successful experience with that, with that status? The, that, that player's put under an awful lot of pressure right from the get-go. And uh, 
over time, uh, anyone that pays attention to the development of these players from 15 to 16 to 17 to 18 to 19, it's a, there's a big year in difference of development. And it's just it's difficult to project that. So the process is there for those exceptional players. Uh, I do think the support for those players continues to improve so that their path is, is one that's going to lead to them being successful. So it's, uh, it's the process that we have. A lot of time the rules that are in place are in place for those exceptional players and they don't imply, uh, apply to the other 99% of players in the league. But they're there for a purpose. And I, and I think the, the federations, the teams, uh, the coaches and that, they all do their best to make sure that that player has some success. Uh, now, switching gear, re regarding the, the situation in, in Ukraine and Russia, how much has that uh, impacted your uh, viewing of uh, the players who, uh, who are in, in, uh, in Russia? Well, and obviously limited in-person viewings when the, when the teams were not allowed to participate in the end of the season world championships and games. Uh, on the scouting side of it, uh, I'm pretty sure the management of the clubs will, will say your, your job is to tell us what this player is like as a possible NHL player down the road. So give us your take on what his skills and assets are and how he, how he competes and how he could fare down the road. None of us know uh, what's going to go on, what's gonna be, what it's going to be like two, three years from now. So uh, everyone's wondering how the teams are going to approach it. They're going to approach it with whatever way they decide to approach it. If you're sitting there and you, you've got a solid prospect for the NHL, are you, are you going to go buy him or do you want to just step up and take him and cross your fingers and hope that the world's in a different place a couple of years from now? Uh, NHL Central scouting uh, separates the European skaters from the North Americans, but uh, how would you compare Shane Wright with Yuri Slavkovsky, and does one have an edge over the other in your mind? Well, uh, there, I'm going to just give a different answer to part of your question. That the, the first three teams that pick in the draft, they could all get the number one player on their list. It's, it's that tight and that close. So it depends on the club's drafting philosophy, what they're looking for, if they want a player in their lineup sooner or they can wait a little longer. But all three of these players uh, bring something different to the table. And Slavkowski, in his own right, he, he's the most physically mature. You just, you just saw him here. And he, he, he's a player that he figures the game out. So he played against... Older players, he's been doing that for a couple of years now, but you could see at the Olympics more so and then at the World Championships again, he quickly adapts to the game, quickly finds out the way in which he can play his game and, and play it well to get things done out there. So uh, he, he's got a very good chance to, to make that jump because he's had more professional experience at, at this point in, in his career. But it's just going to be managing the transition. He's better suited and prepared to manage the transition. Hi, Dan. Uh, two questions. Uh, first of all, some well, the, uh, change rise playoff have less, left a lot of people wanting more. Uh, and I know that you released your rankings before his playoffs were finished. From what you saw, uh, 
during the playoffs in Kingston, would you would his ranking would have been affected in any way had you released the rankings later on? No, we uh, over over time uh, you, you you learn how to just project with with the players. You don't want to let one series of games, one one tournament influence you you you, you don't want to let like stats are a lot of the times are one of the least things that you look at what i can tell you is uh one of the key factors is he was getting a lot of scoring chances in the playoffs he was creating a lot of chances and that and that's a key thing that the teams will focus in on and that that coaches focus in on it, it's hard to you you go to the game with these promoted players you want to see a highlight reel goal or a, an all-star performance every game. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen in the National Hockey League. So when you see him out there competing with his skills and assets, giving his all, he plays a high-character game. As long as he's getting the chances, sometimes they go in, sometimes you have a hot goaltender and, and they don't. But he did his part, and he's still one of the younger players on the team. And you, we have to keep that in, that in mind. Like I, I said earlier, 17 to 18 to 19, a lot of things change. When you look at World Juniors, it's a 19-year-old tournament. So you don't the 18-year-olds that play in it don't often go in and steal the show away from the 19-year-olds. So he's, he's progressing, I think, along the lines of everyone's projections so far. And also, uh, your job is a lot about potential and, and projections, but when – a top prospect has, let's say, inconsistencies in his decision-making. Is the decision-making an aspect of a player that can be easily fixed as opposed to getting stronger or getting faster? Is it, how do you view the, the possibility for a player to really improving in that aspect of his development? That falls under the hockey sense, and a lot, they, a lot of people want to say hockey IQ. Uh, the read, react, the anticipation, the quickness to pro to process the game, the quickness to execute on, on the play, that does come along with experience and coaching. Those improvements can can come along, but a lot of times players they they have it or they don't have it. And what you're what you're watching for is if they make a mistake. The good players won't keep repeating the same mistake. They'll find a way to get better through coaching or through just figuring it out themselves. Those that make the same mistake over and over again, they just tend to kind of weed themselves out on the play. Hey, Dan. This isn't the uh, first prospect class that's been hurt by COVID. What do you, but what do you think this group may have lost and perhaps had a chance to gain in, in, in losing that middle that middle year and, and, and how how different is, is, is it gauging this group because they lost that middle year? The NHL clubs realize how difficult it's been on this these players. Um, but I, I think they have a lot of respect for this draft class, just the way they've handled themselves. Like, this is the longest, this is the season that never ends. And it's just been a long season for all these players. They've gutted it out, you know, there were some tough games to watch in February or March where you could see there was not a lot of gas left in the tank there, and then you know everybody builds it up uh, come playoff time again. But the NHL clubs, they did have a, a little bit of history on some of those, but we, for this draft class, we missed the underage year. 
And this is where uh, the combine this year takes on a particular importance. They want to get to know as much about the player as they can. You can only watch so much video video from the past. So uh, this is going to be a very unpredictable draft year. Uh, and there's some players from the 03 draft class that some teams, uh, they didn't get the chance to see them th that their full draft year as well. They may have liked the way the, the development has come along. It wouldn't surprise me if there's more 19-year-olds taken in the second part of this a part of this draft. But th this this draft day, uh, I think this is going to be the one of the most unpredictable in a long time. <laughs> what made Connor Geeky your number five North American skater? Well, we, we we don't approach it in, in in the sense it's when we do our voting, our, our players they come out on the list, then we have our discussions, and sometimes we'll we'll tweak it up, tweak it down. We, we look at it, we we discuss through the players, but he's 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 the one guy in that group that has the potential to develop into that that power winger because he's got the size. He still has a long way to fill out with his strength. But he's got that compete game, that net front game. He's good one-on-one -on -one down low. He's just got that, uh, like I say, that, that battle game that comes with the size. All he needs right now is the strength. And if you've met him, he, he certainly has the confidence. Where do you see his skating? His, his skating, remain, it's a work in progress. But the thing to, that we, we factor in, because we, we look at what the players do well. His skating's not going to get any worse. It's only going to improve. We can definitely factor in that he's going to get stronger. And then when he gets proper coaching, he gets some help with his, his technique, then his skating is only going to improve. But his skating is not a liability. His skating doesn't stop him from going out, playing his game, and getting the job done. Hi, Dan. Um, if a team has a pick midway through the first round and at the end of the first round, I'm curious, is this a particular deep draft? The, the, it's a deep draft for the first round. And when you have the luxury of having more than one pick, uh, when it's your turn to pick, what happens is it doesn't go according to predictions or, or, or projections. And then all of a sudden they have a player left with that first pick that they really didn't think would be there. And I know you hear that a lot, but it's it's true. Uh, so some picking at 15 could get a guy they had in their top 10, and they're going to be elated about that. So then when they get that second pick, they're going to look at the other names there, but they may skip over a name to take someone that they kind of slotted on their list that they have a really good feeling about. And they they don't know if another team's going to step up for them or not, and they so they may step up and take a little bit what you might call a little more riskier or, 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 or chance riskier chance on, on a pick, but they're going to leave the draft happy, saying they they got two players that they think will play for them one day. It's, it is a it's a it's a deep draft. There's not going to be the uh, the player of the decades come out of this draft class, but there's going to be a lot of players that will be all-stars down the road that are going to play in the National Hockey League for a long time. Dan, just two, two questions from me. Um, Shane was in here before, and he said he was asked about that perceived lack of engagement we kind of talked about before. And Sorry, his, who did you say that? Shane was okay. in here before, and he said that perceived lack of engagement is more about 
him reading the game, picking his spots, working smarter, not harder. Would you agree with his self-assessment in that regard? Is that what you guys saw when you watched him? Yeah, it's like Shane is Shane is is motivated and he's got the character and he doesn't have uh he he doesn't have an ego that gets in his way of showing up for work every day and learning and and trying to figure things out but like I said we we think he processes the game really well and he's able to, he's got the quickness and the skills to execute the plays. If you have any update on Ivan Moroshnichenko, um, obviously he's not here, but I don't know if you guys have any update on his health. So I, Ivan was actually still undergoing treatments in Germany during the U18, and his agents had him in town. So a number of NHL clubs were able to meet with him there. Uh, he was still showing the effects of the treatment, but the treatment was 100% successful, and uh, he's been back and cleared to... to train full load within his tolerance level but they they expect that he's going to continue on he, he's not scheduled to go back for any more more treatments he's just training for uh start of next season just how how close is uh cutter Gauthier from the so-called top three of uh truly slavkovsky and, uh, and Wright, in your opinion he could slide in there very easily uh, he he he's he's a, he's a player. I think that NHL clubs will covet. And again, it's just going to depend on how they they want to put their their list together. But he belongs in that conversation. Uh, his play during the course of the year was very consistent, and he he's a, he's a player that competes with all of his assets. And he's got he's the he's the complete package with size, skills, smarts. Uh, he he belongs in that conversation. It's a it, 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 that's one of the ones where the position it it could change like from week to week if you were going to do your rankings over and over. Another question about Gauthier. He scored over thirty goals with the U.S. national program this season. In what areas have you seen him improve the most, going from his seventeen year to his eighteen year? The consistency, and that and that's a hard thing to achieve at, at that age, but. This he's a very motivated individual, highly competitive, and like even in, like we we have chances to see practices sometimes, and if you saw the the prospect game, you know teammates to teammates they were going after each other and hitting each other. So he he's highly competitive, but it's just he's he's matured his game to where he's become the complete package. Question about Matt Savoy. You were talking a little bit about exceptional status earlier. For him, why was it ultimately the right thing for him to not be granted exceptional status, and how did you see him kind of handle that? Uh, who was the name? Matt Savoy. I don't really get involved in the the process for exceptional status, but Matt is the maybe the most natural goal scorer in this draft class. Uh He's got the speed, the talent, but he's got the savvy and the smarts. And he's competitive. He's not a big guy, but he's not afraid or intimidated by any situation. But he's the guy you want to put on the ice when you need a goal, and he's going to generate an offensive opportunity. Dan, as far as Matt Savoy goes, just what allowed him to hit that next level this year? I guess last year he played a lot more games than a lot of people his age. Just what did you notice with changing him this year? Well, I, I, I think he had a good summer with conditioning like he is strong for his size and it's just 
he he did get a season in last year a little bit and he and he just rode that confidence in, in into this season got off to a good start had a good u18 camp in the summertime and he just rode it all season long so he he's he's got the he's got the confidence to be that star player Back to Gauthier. Uh The plan apparently is for him to play center at Boston College if he makes it there. Do you see a, a guy who could play center at the NHL level in, in him? I, I, I don't see why not. I, uh, I I think it's just an asset to him that he does have that versatility. Um, with, the, with the centerman, it again comes back to the hockey sense, but it's having that composure and having that patience just to hold off to see the ice to make that make that good play make that good pass and <clears throat> this US team the U18 national team this year it might be the fastest quickest team I've I've seen and those those guys play at top speed all the time so uh when he has to kind of gear down and he has that time and space he's a really smart player but on the other other side he's also one of those players that can make those decisions at quick speed and make the plays and score the goals. Like he's, he's got one of the better games to the net at top speed. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 